blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and now that does include YouTube. So if you want to watch this episode instead of just listening to it, please feel free to check us out. Search for Locked On Islanders on YouTube and enjoy. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. We've got some email questions concerning the Islanders from a couple of listeners. We have a full preview of this weekend's game, Saturday afternoon in Nashville. And we have our a great Islanders birthday of the day, a player who many people believe was the greatest player in the history of the Islanders franchise. We'll see if you agree with that assessment Uh, and we'll look back at one of his better games with the team. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also... Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, we're going to start with the mailbag, and there is a, a, a lot, and we're going to talk about that. We have two emails here. The first one is from Charlie, and Charlie has sent a few uh, emails to us before, and here's what Charlie had to say, and I'll uh, I'll edit this a little bit, but but here it goes. Uh, Charlie said an episode about Bridgeport might be a good one. Lewis turned Bridgeport totally around. Honestly, they have done exactly what they did with the Islanders. I think the rebuilding and reshaping of Bridgeport will impact the big club for many years. I think that players like Sallow, Balduck, Ratty DeFore, Holmstrom, and a few others will now have the proper pipeline to the Islanders. Bridgeport was neglected and run poorly for many years. It's nice to see the shaping of the entire organization under Lou. It's important for those young players' development and our team's future to win at every level. You know what? Uh, Charlie, that's the first part of his email. And, and Charlie, I have to agree with you. Now, remember, we do our weekly farm report every Wednesday here on the show. So uh, unless some big piece of breaking news happens that we won't be able to get to the farm report, usually Wednesdays we discuss the week that was and the week that's coming up at Bridgeport, 
who some of the key players are on the now Bridgeport Islanders, not the Sound Tigers anymore, and that, you know, basically keeping Islander fans up to date about the players in the pipeline, so to speak. Uh, But yes, it is very important that Bridgeport does better than it has done in recent years. And one of the things that Lou Lamorello did uh, during this offseason brought in some quality veterans to help with the younger players. And AHL hockey and ECHL hockey, minor league hockey in general, regardless of what league we're talking about, the key to it is you want to both develop your younger players and you want to win hockey games. Sometimes it's difficult to do both. The one thing you cannot do is neither. Uh, And that's kind of what the Islanders have been doing in recent years with regard to their uh, farm system. It hasn't been exactly the way you would want it to be. You bring in some experienced veterans and allow them to teach the younger prospects how to go about their daily business as professional athletes, how to handle practice, how to handle downtime, how to be a good teammate, how to look at film. Uh, All of these things you can learn from veteran players, and the Islanders now have a good crop of veteran players down at Bridgeport to help the younger players, the Balducks, the Sallows, uh, even the Goliechevs who are making that adjustment to North America, uh, I, I, I think that is a good thing. And having those veteran players there, uh, it's very good. Now, uh, he also talked about, uh, Charlie, about Robin Sallow and how he's looking forward to him being recalled. And I agree. We talked a lot about Sallow during training camp. But here's the other thing that he brings up, and I think this is a good point with regard to the Ross Johnston contract. Ross Johnston, four-year deal, classic Lou, Charlie writes. We have discouraged or exponentially reduced anyone trying to claim him on waivers if we need to adjust our roster. Hope Lou stays another 10 years, straight-up, world-class chess player. And you know, that's an aspect of things that I didn't discuss. Signing... Uh, Ross Johnston to the four-year extension at 1.1 million cap hit per year. Yes, you could get someone to fill that role for less money. But if you like Ross Johnston a lot and you like what he brings to the table, paying him $1.1 million a year is going to discourage anyone from putting in that waiver claim. Now, again, You have to make a decision whether or not that's the wisest use of your cap space. Some people would say yes. I would tend to say, I like Ross the boss. I think he plays a role on this team, but I don't know if paying him to be your 13th or 14th forward uh, using $1.1 million in cap space per year for him to be that is smart. So, But it is a good counterpoint that you are discouraging other teams from trying to pick him up. And I think that is something that needed to be said. Our second email comes from Ken from Minnesota. Ken says, Gil, I heard you talking about Zach Parise the other day, and I felt I needed to offer perspective from an Islanders fan living in the state of hockey. 
Uh, that's Minnesota, for those of you who aren't familiar with that term. I was super pumped when the Islanders finally got Zach. From watching him play out here over the years, I know he has another gear that we will see as soon as he gets comfortable in the system. If he can stay healthy, I'm sure he'll be able to put up points and quiet the naysayers. What he brings in leadership and mentoring will be immeasurable in the future. Thanks, Ken in Minnesota. Ken, thank you for the email. Always appreciated, and thank you for listening. I love the Zach Parise signing. Uh, I wish the Islanders would have either drafted him or signed him three, four years ago. Uh, Parise is a proven offensive talent in this league. No, he's not the same guy he was when he was 30 at the age of 37, but he can still contribute. He will still give them help on the power play over the course of the year. And as far as that extra gear is concerned, and we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, you do have to, or or, or was it uh, Wednesday, you do have to give players time to adjust to the system. And even veterans like Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac last year, uh, Andy Green at the trade deadline the year before, J.G. Pajot, if you remember, when he first joined the Islanders, uh, if I recall correctly, he scored in his first two games as an Islander, and then the next 10 games before COVID ended the regular season, he didn't register a point. It does take time, and we're seeing that right now with Parise, who has no points in six games, and Zdeno Chara, who has uh, you know, struggled as well on the defensive side of things. It takes time to integrate into this system, even for veterans. And I am not worried about Zach Parise uh, being productive over the course of the season. And I definitely think his intangibles will also be a big benefit to this team. Do I think he's scoring 25 goals this year? No. I think he'll give you 15 to 20, but some of them will be clutch goals. And I think that he will be an in many ways, a great addition to this Islanders team. So uh, once again, thank you to Charlie and Ken. Again, everyone, please feel free to email us with your questions, your comments, topics you'd like us to talk about. It is always great to hear from our listeners and and really to, to share these moments with the Locked On Islanders family. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You know, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to tell why. Listen to these nine permanent flavors, or at least some of them. Strawberry, Cherry Barcia, Coconut, Double Chocolate, Cookies and Cream, and my personal favorite, Salted Caramel. I mean, salty and sweet at the same time, delicious. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can order a mixed box. They'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can figure out which ones you love the best. And not only is Built Bar the best tasting protein bar ever, they're healthy too. Check out the macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just four to five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And right now, if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Once again, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free 
and available on all platforms. So this long week off, finally coming to a close, and it'll be the Islanders and the Nashville Predators on Saturday afternoon, 1.30 start. I am so looking forward to this game and to see the Islanders take to the ice again. And this game is roughly the halfway mark of this road trip. And you look at the Nashville Predators right now. They've played seven games, won three, lost four. And they're kind of in the middle of the league. They are 12th in goals scored, 19th in goals allowed. Uh, and they've you know scored 20 and given up 20 over those seven games. Um, the one thing that they are very good at right now, and it's something the Islanders are going to have to address, uh, you know, the power play is middle of the road, 16th out of 32 teams. I mean, the penalty kill. But the power play for the Nashville Predators right now, third in the league with a 31.8% conversion rate. So the Islanders' penalty kill is going to have to step up and get the job done. And you look at this matchup. Right now, the Islanders' penalty kill is middle of the road. Now, they're 17th at 81.3% success at killing penalties. That is, you know, usually over the last few years under Barry Trotz, the Islanders' PK has been top 10, at times even top 5. Don't even get me started on the Islanders' power play. Just 12.5% success. They are 26th in the league as of now. But the PK is going to be crucial when you line up against this Nashville Predators team. And we'll look at their lineup as of right now. Uh, The line combinations, Ryan uh, Johansson is the first line center with Luke Kuhn and Matt Duchesne on his wing, solid first line. Uh, Michael Granlund centers the second line with Philip Forsberg and Eli uh, uh, Tolvanen on his wings. Uh, Colton Sissons is the third line center with Yakov Trenin and Tanner Janot on his wings. And then the fourth line, Thomas Novak centering Nick Cousins and Philip Tomasino. The defensive pairs, Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro are the top pairing, followed by Matthias Ekholm and Alexander Carrier on the second pair, while the third pair is Mark Barowicki and Matt Benning. The power play unit is where, again, uh, this team has been so effective. Roman Yossi quarterbacks the power play. They move Michael Granlin back to the point, and then they go with Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, and Matt Duchesne up front on that first unit. And I'll tell you, that is a very effective unit. Now, UC Saros is the starting goalie. He has started six out of the seven games so far. Connor Ingram is the backup. And, and the Predators, you know, they have struggled at times. Uh, not dealing with a lot of injuries right now, but overall, you know, they, they got off to a, a little bit of a slow start, but over the last few days, uh, they have sort of found their groove. They've won their last two games, a 5-2 win in Minnesota, followed by a 3-1 home win on Tuesday uh, against San Jose. And just like the Islanders, uh, 
you know, Nashville's going to come into this game well-rested. The Islanders haven't played since Sunday. The Predators haven't played since Tuesday. So they'll have three full days off. The Islanders have five full days off. Now you sort of question whether or not having that extra time off, do the Islanders get a little bit rusty as a result of that? Or do you think that the Islanders, uh, you know, are well-rested and ready to go? That remains uh, a big question. Right now, Roman Yossi, the defenseman, leading the team with nine points in seven games, three goals, and six assists. And out of those nine points, five of them have come on the power play. Uh, Yossi tied for the team lead in goals with Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson with three. But the thing you notice when you go up and down the stat sheet here is the balance that this team has. You have right now five different players with five or more points through seven games. And you follow that up with uh, six or seven more players who already have three points. So yeah, right now this team is balanced. As for Saros, the starting goalie, he struggled a bit. Uh, not the usual numbers you would expect from him. He's two and four in the six games he started. The save percentage, 9-11. The goals against average, 2.56. Connor Ingram just uh, 1-0 in his only game. A 2.02 goals against average and a 9.43 save percentage. So in the one game he played, Ingram did very well. Um, who's going to be the goalie for the Islanders? Barry Trotz kind of mum on that. He basically said that he's got two goalies available in Ilya Sorokin and Simeon Varlamov, and one of them, he said, with great confidence, I might add, will be starting on Saturday. Like, we didn't know that. Uh, but, but that's, you know, Barry Trotz being Barry Trotz. And again, I think that when you look at the schedule, both goalies are rested and both goalies will be rested after this because the Islanders, you know, basically will not play again until the following Thursday. So, uh, it's a situation where if you play Varlamov, you then rest him, you know, again, at least until Thursday. I get the feeling that I would play Sorokin now, let Varley continue to practice with the team, and then you got three games in four nights coming up next week. You're in Montreal Thursday, in Winnipeg Saturday, and in Minnesota Sunday. I would then let Varley play two of those three games and Ilya Sorokin one of them. That's what I would do, but I can't say for sure what Barry Trotz is going to do. Uh, My concern if you don't play Sorokin on Saturday is how long both goalies will go without playing a game. But again, the final decision belongs to Barry Trotz. And as this road trip continues, the Islanders need to be sharp. So we'll see what happens. When we come back, we've got a very special Islanders birthday of the day, a player who many people believe was the greatest Islander of all time. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come. So stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
This episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That's free money to bet at betonline.ag just for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so check out Bet Online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and I uh, want to wish a very happy uh, 68th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Dennis Potvan. Potvan, the number one overall pick in the 1973 NHL amateur draft. And, you know, Bill Torrey told the story of, uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens offered him a boatload of draft picks for the rights to Potvan. He turned them down. Uh, In my book, Ice Wars, uh, Emil Francis, who was general manager of the Rangers at that time, mentioned that he offered a, a lot of veteran players and uh, draft picks for the rights to draft Pot Van. And Bill Torrey turned him down, and he was right to do so. Bill Torrey knew the potential of Dennis Pot Van, and Al Arbor helped bring that potential out. Pot Van, a little bit of a wild stallion in, in his first year or two, still won the Calder Trophy. Uh, in his rookie year, 17 goals and 54 points. And uh, his best season with the Islanders, 1978-79, 31 goals, 70 uh, 70 assists, 101 points. And uh, that was his second consecutive 30-plus goal season in his career. Uh, Just an unbelievably well-rounded player, could be physical, could be uh, great with the puck, checked people, played solid defense, and best of all, uh, for Islander fans, and still to this day, to the uh, to the anger of Ranger fans, he was a Ranger killer. 1,060 games played in the regular season in his NHL career, all with the Islanders, 310 goals, 1,052 points, and 1,356 penalty minutes, add 185 playoff games, 56 goals, and 164 points. And remember, he was the captain of all four Islander Stanley Cup winning teams. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. Uh, We picked out a regular season game, March 22nd, 1977, at the Nassau Coliseum. The Colorado Rockies, now the New Jersey Devils, came to town. Doug Favell was the goalie for the Rockies. Billy Smith in goal for the Islanders, and the Islanders just took it to the Rockies pretty quickly. Bob Bourne scoring first his 13th from Pat Price and Bob Nystrom at 437. Isles up 1-0. Then Andre St. Laurent of the third nine, the banana line, his 10th from Gary Howitt and Burt Marshall at 954. 2-0 Islanders. Bob Bourne 
scores his second of the game, 14th of the year from Billy Harris and Jerry Hart, 3-0 Islanders. A minute 59 later, Jude Druan, his 21st from J.P. Parise and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dennis Potvan, 4-0 Islanders. And two and a half minutes after that, Bob Nystrom is 29th from Jerry Hart and Dennis Potvan, 5-0 Islanders after one, Potvan with two assists in that period. In the second period, with Clark Gillies off for elbowing, Larry Skinner gets an unassisted power play goal for the Rockies. But then Dennis Potvan, our Islanders' birthday of the day, scores his 22nd of the year from Parise and Bobby Nystrom at 622. 6-1 Islanders. Nelson Pyatt makes it 6-2. Later on in that first period, uh, second period, rather, Ron Andruff and Jim uh, McElmurray with the assist. But in the third, the Islanders just pull away. Two goals by Brian Trottier. The first assisted by Dennis Potvan. The second, a power play goal assisted by Gillies and Harris. And then Dennis Potvan, our Islanders' birthday of the, of the day, scores again. Druan and Parise with the assist at 19-14. Final score, Islanders 9 and the Rockies 2. But for Dennis Potvan, two goals, three assists, a five-point night, plus four. He had five shots on goal. That led all Islander players. And the Islanders outshot the Rockies 38-30. Favelle Pulled early in the third period, uh, and Michelle Plas took over and finished up, but it really didn't matter. It was all Islanders in this one, and Dennis Potvan was absolutely dominant. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Enjoy this weekend, everybody. Uh, looking forward very much to getting the Islanders back on the ice Saturday, and I live tweet during almost every Islanders game. And of course, we'll be back on Monday with the key takeaways from this game. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great weekend, everybody, and of course, let's go Islanders!